you're listening to The Ashley Lachlan Show. I'm Ashley, and I'm here to help you build a wildly successful and profitable business on social media. I created my own rags to riches story and built a seven-figure business on social media in the midst of motherhood, and my passion is helping other female entrepreneurs do the same. I'm sharing my best marketing, mindset, and sales strategies to help you love the process and scale your business to six figures and beyond. Let's dive in. Hey there, friend. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode where I am breaking down the six mistakes to avoid when trying to close a sale. As you know, I am very passionate about helping female entrepreneurs get over their fear of sales and dominate the selling game. So I'm laying it all out today. And this episode was actually inspired by a recent experience I had while buying a minivan. Yes, a minivan. I have reached that stage in my mom game where I now drive a minivan. But in its defense, you honestly can't beat the automatic doors. And to be honest, the one we got is actually nicer and has more bells and whistles than my Mercedes SUV. So don't hate on the minivan. And I will tell you more about this experience as I go through the mistakes to avoid. So without further ado, the six mistakes to avoid when trying to close a sale. Mistake number one, making it all about you and your goals. Don't ever say these three things to a prospect or announce these publicly in your social media content. I'm trying to hit a big goal. I'm trying to have my biggest month yet. I'm trying to break my own record. Because what does that do? Makes it all about you and not them. And more importantly, anything you say afterwards will be perceived as you just trying to make the sale to hit your goal. And even if you do recommend something that would be the best fit for that customer, they're just going to write it off as you trying to make money and push something on them. Of course, I encourage you to have big goals like that and want every month to be better than the last, but don't share these goals publicly or directly with your prospect because you will lose their trust immediately. So instead of making it about you and your goals, ask your prospect what they want and what they need. Make it all about that. Which leads us to our second mistake, not listening to the customer and understanding what he or she really wants. The most important thing you can do is ask questions and listen. Dig deep and understand what the customer's pain points are, what he or she desires. And let me give you an example. While trying to buy a minivan, we went to a dealer that was referred to us And when we called to see if he had the van, he said, I'm trying to have my biggest month yet. Mistake number one. And can you come in today? So we did. And we outlined exactly what we wanted. But he was so set on making a quick sale that he failed to listen. And what he didn't understand was that in order to make a sale, you have to understand what the customer's pain points are and what their desires are. Now, my pain point wasn't the monthly payments. So him harping on the discounts and the deals he was offering me did nothing for me. My pain point was the comfort and class of the vehicle. 
I'm going from a really nice SUV to a minivan. Hello, third kid life. (laughs) But he failed to listen or to understand that. He told us that the van we wanted wasn't available anywhere, but we could get various downgraded options in other colors that we absolutely did not want. And he kept offering us discounts and incentives for us to take him up on a van that we did not want. But his incentives and sales tactics did nothing for us because he wasn't solving our problem or addressing our pain point. And then he got aggravated and short with us, which is another mistake I'll, draw, I'll dive into shortly. Instead of focusing on the external problem, what he perceived was, oh, this couple needs a minivan before the third kid arrives. He needed to focus on the internal problem, which is they don't want to be dorky parents in a minivan and they're trying to hold on to their youthful life as long as possible. So they need a minivan that doesn't make them feel their age and one that still feels like the luxury vehicle they're used to driving. But he didn't listen. And even if he offered us one of the downgraded minivans or one of the different colors for free, I would have declined it because money wasn't the issue. And I had a very specific vision of what I wanted. And after he got very aggravated and short with us, he said, I'm sorry, I can't help you and walked away from the sale. I was flabbergasted. I had never heard of a car salesman walking away from a sale. And honestly, I wasn't even being difficult or mean. My husband, he's very sensitive. He's an Enneagram 2, white on the color coat. He's the peacemaker and the helper. And he was worried that we upset this car salesman by asking too many questions. And I said, Sean, this is his job. And we are trying to help him, telling him what we want. But he wouldn't listen. Remember how he said that there were no minivans that fit our requests in the entire country? Well, I found three at nearby locations, one of which was owned by the same dealership. So this salesman could have traded for it very easily, but he was so eager to make a quick sale for his own goals and his own quotas that he missed the chance. So the moral of the story is listen to your customer. Understand what her pain points are. Get clear on what she desires and focus on that, not what you assume she needs or wants. For example, if you sell a health and fitness package and someone tells you they want to lose weight, don't immediately try to sell them on the workouts because the workouts might not be their problem. Nutrition might be their problem. If your entire sales pitch and conversation is about workouts, she's not going to feel heard or understood. She's not going to see the solution you offer to her problem, and she's not going to buy from you. She's going to go to someone else who will take the time to ask what she is struggling with, determine what she needs, and then present her with the best solution and offer. So ask questions and listen to your customer. Now, let's move on to the second part of the story about the minivan and the positive sales experience we had with someone else. And this leads us into mistake number three, focusing on the product or the service instead of focusing on the solution or the result it will deliver. This is one of the biggest mistakes I see business owners make, focusing on the product, detailing out every single thing in the package, 
focusing on the ingredients, making it all about what's included. When the focus should be on the solution it provides, the transformation they can expect, the results it delivers, what life will be like afterwards. People don't buy things. They buy the story of what the thing will do for them. The solution to the pain or the problem they have. The solution, not the thing. One of my favorite examples is the story of the one-inch drill bit. Nobody gets excited to buy the drill bit. A salesman wouldn't be very successful focusing on the features of a one-inch drill bit. Instead, we get excited about what the drill bit will do for us. It will allow us to hang that shelf in our living room, which will allow us to display pictures of our family, which will allow us to create a more aesthetically pleasing decor and a more homey feel in our living room, which will allow us to be happier and feel proud when guests come over. So it has nothing to do with the drill bit. It has everything to do with what that drill bit will do for us. When selling shampoo, it's not about the ingredients in that shampoo or that it wasn't tested on animals. And sure, those things matter. But what people really care about is how their hair will look and feel afterwards, how they'll feel more beautiful and sexy and confident, how they won't have to worry about dandruff or dead ends or whatever the shampoo delivers. It's not about the shampoo, it's about what the shampoo does for us. And this leads me to the second part of my minivan saga. So after that salesman said, sorry, I can't help you, (laughs) we called one of the dealerships that had the van we wanted and we spoke to a saleswoman. She got the car ready and as soon as we walked in the door, she handed us the keys and had us drive it. No effing around or wasting our time, she got right to it. But while she was getting us set up in the car, she asked a series of nonchalant questions to really understand what we wanted. And then after the test drive, she asked how we liked it and made a point to once again nonchalantly cover how this van would be perfect for three kids, how it would make life so much easier, how convenient it is, and most importantly, how luxurious the inside is that this model has more upgraded features than our current SUVs and will still feel cool and classy. And she nailed it. She heard what the other guy didn't. He wasn't listening. He was trying to sell us something that we didn't want, whereas she immediately asked the right questions. She listened to what our pain points were and what our desires were, And she highlighted those and how this would be the solution. And not only that, but she didn't mansplain things to us. She didn't waste our time. She knew that we had done our research, that we knew all the things that came with the minivan. So instead of focusing on the minivan itself and all the things that were included, which we already knew, She focused on highlighting what the minivan could do for us and how we would feel afterwards. She focused on that transformation and the result. She nailed it. So resist the urge to list out every single thing included in that health and fitness package you're offering or the shampoo you're offering or the house you're selling. And instead, focus on highlighting what the results will be, how this particular option will be perfect for this customer. And paint the picture of what life will be like afterwards. 
Then if they want more details, you can share those details, but don't lead with the details. Lead with the solution it will provide and the results they will experience. And I interrupt this broadcast for a brief and shameless plug. This episode is brought to you by the Social Sales Content Bundle, which provides proven caption formulas, headlines, CTAs, and trainings to help you sell on social like a pro. How to create content that converts followers into clients without harassing them in the DMs. So if you are ready to elevate your content creation and sales game, then peep the link in the show notes to snag the bundle. Mistake number four, focusing on the price of the offer instead of the value of the results. This is very closely related to mistake number three. It's not about the product or the service. It's about the value they'll receive, the results they'll enjoy. For example, if you create Canva templates for other business owners and you're very talented and quick, it might take you 10 minutes to create those templates. But should your prices reflect the 10 minutes of work you put into them or the results the customer will experience after buying and using them? If those templates will save your customers hours and hours of time and bring them new customers, you should charge what that is worth, not the work you put into it. And when you focus on highlighting and selling the results, the benefits, what this particular product or offer could do for them, it becomes a no-brainer. Sure, price is traditionally a decisive factor, but customers won't buy something just because it's cheap or cheaper. Back to my minivan example. There were tons of cheaper options, but because price wasn't my pain point and style and luxury were, I didn't go with the cheaper options. I wanted the better option. And I'm a firm believer in you get what you pay for. I know that's not always the case, but I can rattle off a list of brands I will pay top dollar for because the value is worth it, such as Lululemon. Sure, there are dupes and cheaper options, but none compared to the original or Patagonia. The quality is unparalleled and definitely worth the price. I recently filled my high ticket mastermind which was $9,000 a spot. And the women who joined weren't sold by the details of what were included for that price. They were sold on what the investment would do for them, the value that it would provide. They were sold on how they'd be able to gain the skills, knowledge, and accountability to have insane launches and cash months of their own. They were sold on the ultimate value of the mastermind. Are there cheaper masterminds out there? Sure. But the women who joined mine knew the value was more substantial and therefore they were willing to pay a higher price. And when I did discovery calls with them, I didn't worry about selling them on the price, which sure was very high and very scary for them. But I sold them on their potential, their future gains, the picture of what their life and business would be like after this mastermind, the value of joining. Now, when you rely on offering lower prices, constantly discounting your products and services, doing special promotions, sure, you get instant gratification and quick sales. But this also brings you the bargain hunters, the customers who will buy from you now, but will run to someone else as soon as they are tempted with a bigger discount. 
But if that's your demographic, great, go for it. However, if you are having trouble making sales, it's probably not because your prices are too high and you need to lower them or you need to offer discounts and promotions. It's most likely because you are not selling them on the value of what they are investing in and what it will do for them. So stop trying to sell people on the price of your offer and instead sell them on the value of the results they are going to experience. Next, mistake number five, not asking for the sale. Are you chatting it up with people in the DMs, sending emails back and forth, awkwardly fumbling through the ends of discovery calls, showing up on stories each day, but never asking for the sale? Are you ending things with, let me know, because you don't want to come off as pushy or salesy? Listen, you're wasting your time and other people's time by not asking for the sale. Don't beat around the bush or wait for them to have to ask you for the next steps. It's your job and responsibility to guide them through the process and get the ball moving. Be confident in what you are offering and ask them if they are ready to move forward and include the main result they'll experience, the problem they'll solve. Here are a few examples. You could say, are you ready to do this and insert the results they'll experience? For example, are you ready to do this and have $20,000 cash months? Another example or option is on a scale from 1 to 10, how ready are you to insert the results of the experience? So here's the example. On a scale from 1 to 10, how ready are you to lose those 30 pounds and feel sexy and energized again? And if they don't say, 10, I'm ready, then follow up with, great, thank you. Can you tell me what is between where you are now and being at a 10? What's holding you back from being ready to lose those 30 pounds? And then listen to what they say. Another option is, do you want to move forward and insert the result? Such as, do you want to move forward and say goodbye to your adult acne for good? It's really important to be direct and clear, but also include that result, that transformation in there. So they're not just saying yes or no to moving forward. They're saying yes or no to that solution, to what they actually want. And always present them with a yes or no question, not let me know, or start with a scale and get them talking, a scale of 1 to 10, and get them talking about their hesitations so you can understand what is holding them back and what they need to move forward. Because maybe that's a completely different offer, or maybe it's clarification on something that they're unclear on, or maybe it's your reassurance that this will work for them, or maybe you need to calm their fears and paint the picture of what life will be like afterwards. So using that scale of, on a scale of 1 to 10, how ready are you? And then listening for their answer and asking them, okay, well, what's between where you are now and a 10? Tell me what's holding you back. Gaining that information can be really transformative and actually help you to know what you should say next to get them to move forward. But always ask for the sale. And lastly, mistake number six not being a professional, credible authority who wants to serve the customer. 
If you always operate with the intention to serve, not sell, then you will actually sell more because you won't be coming off as salesy. So adopt this mindset of I am here to serve, not sell. Selling is the byproduct of serving. And instead of focusing on making the sale and hitting your goals, focus on setting that customer up with the best fit for her. Focus on listening and understanding what her problems and pain points are. Offer free advice and value. Establish yourself as a credible authority who wants to help her, not just sell to her. For example, I provide lots of free content in my social media posts, in my free Facebook community, in this podcast, in DMs, and on discovery calls. When I was on discovery calls for my mastermind, I didn't withhold tips and knowledge so that they would be more compelled to join me. Instead, I provided lots of free tips and ideas so that they could use them even if they didn't join the mastermind. I genuinely wanted to see them succeed with or without my help. But that also allowed them to see me as a credible authority who could help them if they decided to join. So focus on serving. Sure, most of my top tips and resources are reserved for paying clients and students, but I give a lot of free value daily in order to serve and to be seen as an authority. And most importantly, Don't be rude, be professional. If the customer asks a lot of questions, sure, that can be annoying as hell, but the more clarity they have, the more likely they are to buy. So view each question as a step closer to them saying, I'm sold. As I mentioned in my minivan saga, the first salesman got aggravated and short with us. It was so uncalled for, so unprofessional. You will get irritated by questions at some point. That is a given, but it doesn't mean the customer should ever know you are irritated. And even if they don't buy from you, they could refer you to others. Whereas if you come off as a jerk, they most definitely won't buy from you or refer anyone to you. So to recap, the six mistakes to avoid when closing a sale are, number one, making it about you and your goals. Number two, not listening to the customer and understanding what he or she really wants. Number three, focusing on the product or service instead of the solution or the result it will deliver. Number four, selling the price of the offer instead of selling the value of the results. Number five, not asking for the sale. And number six, not being a professional, credible authority who wants to serve the customer. I hope you'll share this episode with a fellow female entrepreneur and get out there and close some sales confidently. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please subscribe so you get notified when a new episode drops. Take a screenshot and tag me in your stories at Ashley underscore Lachlan. Tell me what you thought of the episode. If you see me rolling in my pimp mobile or my minivan, say hi and get out there and make some money moves. Mm -hmm.